never know, Uther. I intend to live forever. How dare you show your face here? Uh, faces. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh at that, you idiot! A lot of story there, a lot of lore. Uh, for those of you who are into that kind of thing, I love you. Welcome to Live, Laugh, Lore, the podcast that explores where we've been and where we may go next in the world of Warcraft. Welcome, everyone, to Live, Laugh, Lore, episode 42. Oh, my goodness. What's going on? The show that usually doesn't enjoy going into LFR, but damn it, we're doing it this week. Each episode, we'll check in, have some laughs, and talk all about the lore of Warcraft, one or two topics at a time. My name is Jin. I am the rating snob that thinks he's too good for LFR. And I'm joined by someone who likes to remind people that LFR usually stands for looking for raid. But this week it means lore forever ruined. Wait, but that can't be right. Oh, anyway, it's Sarith from the LFR podcast. How are you? I'm doing good, Jin. How are you? I am doing pretty good considering the fact that I've been working my ass off. But anyway. <laughs> Enough of that. So, filling in for Ali. So, thank you very much for the semi-last minute notice on this. And uh, we just like to say hi. How you doing? So, what have you been up to? Um, not too much. Although, ironically, I was actually doing LFR today for the first <laughs> time in this expansion <laughs> because I have three pieces and I was trying to get a four set before raid tomorrow, but it yeah. didn't drop. Ah, damn it. Yeah, I feel. It feels weird asking you, so oh, what have you been up to? I know what you've been up to. We're on the same <laughs> damn raid team. It's like, well, we, we took down Anduin, uh, and then we also took down the Lords of Dread. Screw that freaking fight. What? God. It, it wouldn't be a bad fight if it didn't last 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, here is a semi difficult, like, kind of semi difficult mechanic. I'm not going to call it hard. It's not, it wasn't a hard mechanic. But we're just going to give them so much freaking health. You got to deal with this for like nine hours, it feels like. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Like those pulls felt almost Sylvanas long. They were. I think they were because we were looking at the timer. We're like, I think we can get two heroes in here. We think we, got, <laughs> we can get two heroes. <laughs> it was insane. It's. Uh, I think the Berserk timer was exactly at 10 minutes, though. So it was like, yeah, did, yeah, that's right. We actually killed them after they went Berserk. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> I was dead. I think I was the only one dead. No. Because I, of those stupid was, green circles. I was dead too. I was totally dead. <laughs> it's like, oh, there right, it is. Well, gonna, we had that in common. Yeah. Like, look, they're going to they're gonna kill it. I'm over here dead. <laughs> bye bye, parse. <laughs> <laughs> Could just ignore that one this time. All right. Well, oh, it was Anduin. I was the only one dead for. That's what it was. Yeah. There was a lot of people dead at the Lords of Dread uh, fight because, you know, Berserk. They just started to pick it off people one at a time. <laughs> yeah. It was, I think I died first then. Something like that. that who knows? Who, who knows? I mean, I found out today. On I your, respected demonology and I suck now. So, uh, well, I mean, I listened to your uh, Team Divided podcast as well with Lex and I've discovered <laughs> that you're apparently a keyboard turner as well. And I'm like, oh, OK, well, that explains it. All right, then. Yep. <laughs> yep. We both got ourselves kicked off the raid team once Luke actually listens. Yeah, I was I was laughing at that. <laughs> and uh, the really funny thing is, is I I I had to bring this up today because I literally just listened to it uh, this morning. Um, good episode, by the way. It was. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Lex was trying to say which is better or which is worse, keyboard turning or click to move. And I'm like, that's that's not what we're telling you to do. We're not telling you to <laughs> click to move. That's, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm surprised that feature is still in the game, even though technically it is. Yeah, that's weird. I don't even know why it's in the game. <laughs> I mean, I could play the whole thing with one one hand then with an MMO mouse. Yeah, uh, you can. It's absolutely possible if you have the right mouse. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, any, anything else you've been up to besides running LFR? Huh? No. Just work. <laughs> yeah, it sounds, it sounds like we got a lot in common there. Cause, yeah, that's, that's why I was a little late getting this started. I was on a work call this whole time. I was like, Good <laughs> Lord. Yeah, work's, work's been killing me, man. Killing me. Yeah, you're killing me, Smalls. That's what they say. All right, well. <laughs> Well, we know what you've been up to. You've been, I mean, what is it? Yeah, we're on the same damn raid team. We go uh, with Timbermaw Tavern. I think we're still recruiting technically. If you would like to hang out with us two numb nuts about, <laughs> you know, learning about why Lex likes to keyboard turn and why, um, I don't know, why Liam never gets references that we make and why. <laughs> because he's 12. <laughs> no, he's 21. He's 21. <laughs> We know that because now he imbibes a lot of that. different things. He <laughs> <laughs> went from so innocent to now he is the, the, the team. I don't know. He's very funny now. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, well, it's, there it is. I, I don't really need to, to, to mumble on too much about what we've, we've been doing because we both are working. So let's do talk about something better, which is what the hell are we drinking? Yeah, what is this thing? We are drinking... The Sierra Nevada Fantastic Haze Imperial IPA. It is fantastic. I was, you know, I was a little skeptical when I picked this because it's Sierra Nevada. They're, yeah, they're, they're definitely, I wouldn't call them a microbrew anymore. They're massive. Uh, but yeah, this, this one, uh, they freaking knocked it out of the park with this one. I'm very happy with this choice. <laughs> this was, uh, this was good. Yeah, I'm just going to say I'm glad I grabbed two cans before sitting down because the first one's almost gone. Yeah, I got two as well. <laughs> then I had to I had to put it in the, my, um, you know, as a as a very funny sneak peek of what we're going to be actually talking about today. I had to put it in my Marine Corps uh, freaking, uh, I don't know, I guess it was going to be like a stein. It's not quite a stein, but it's about the same size. It's a big old, you know, glass mug. Things freaking great, you know. <laughs> little oorah, simplify, all that kind of good stuff. Because, yeah, uh, it, it, it'll make sense when we get into the main topic, folks. Very <laughs> militaristic, I'll put it that way. All right. Yeah, I mean, what, what would you give this thing? Like, uh, you know, seven uh, erect jailer nipples out of ten? I mean, I'd give it maybe eight. <laughs> I'm saying I think it's got solid eight and a half jailer nipples. <laughs> Fantastic. It sounds like we give it, give it an eight and a half out of ten erect jailer nipples. Speaking of the jailer, that just jogged my mind on the other thing I've been doing, and that's reading the Savannah's novel. Oh, so why? I'm not. I'm Which probably I haven't not. gotten to the jailer yet, but okay. Well, maybe you and I are about roughly about the same. I'm. I'm just audible. Just said chapter six. That's. I'm. I'm not super far into it, but I'm a little bit farther. I'm in uh, after eleven, maybe. Okay. Yeah. I'm still in the childhood section. I'll put it that way. Still in the childhood section. So. I think the the most that part was so good. Yeah, well, it's been fun. It's been fun. I mean, zero spoilers here, folks. We're gonna we're gonna keep it nice and spoiler free <laughs> on the novel for a long time because we want to make sure that 
everyone gets a chance to read it and and read it because I do not want to spoil that for anyone because it has been an absolute delight listening to it so far. Especially, oh my god, I will absolutely have to tell anyone if you if you're on the fence and you're like, well, Audible or get the book. I would. I'm really gonna say Audible. They friggin' Patty Matson knocked this out of the friggin' park. Oh my god, she did an amazing job on the on the audible on the audiobook. Cause it's it's not just the Sylvanas like voice either, since she is very much a professional voice actor as well. <laughs> like every character has this like very unique sound to it. And I, I think my favorite so far is her is her brother. She's like, she's like, hell yeah, Sylvanas, like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way. <laughs> what is his name? Lyrith or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Lyrith. Yeah, whenever Lyrith talk, he sounds like this, like a kind of, kind of like uh, I would like almost like a tween. Like he's like, God, Sylvanas, <laughs> it's like you're such a jerk. Uh, why'd you, why'd you do that, Sylvanas? <laughs> <laughs> it's great. I freaking love it so much. Every single time that character is talking, and that, and just the way Christy Golden writes, like whenever Sylvanas is talking. I'm hearing it in Patty Madsen's voice just the whole time because I'm reading the ebook and it's just like every single line. I'm like, I can hear her say that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's freaking spot on. It's it's perfect. Yeah, I I would be reading the the physical book, yeah, but I would I'm not a very fast reader, but I do have it. It's right here. I have it right here. So uh, I got my my I got I got at it both because I'm a, I was like I, I want both. <laughs> I want to hear Patty Madsen's actual <laughs> voice. As well as being able to go back and bookmark things for important lore moments. That's a that's, a, that's always important for me. Anywho, you have anything else to say before we jump into our little uh, next little segment here? Yeah, here. I do not. Perfect. Well, yeah, I look forward to the jailer because uh, I just I did notice. Uh, speaking of LFR, I, I did notice the chorus <laughs> said he, he's like team jailer now, and I'm uh, I'm kind of curious why he is uh he's thinking that i'm not there to the book yet i'm not there yet so i'm, I'm kind of curious no i didn't even see jacora saying that so yeah, uh, he did he said that on twitter so i'm curious to see ah, that's why i haven't been on twitter today yeah <laughs> <laughs> well anyway this is the part of the show where i say hey hey there everybody do you like supporting shows that talk about the hobbies and interests that you're all that you're all also into because i know i sure am i sure am in fact, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk a little bit about that when I get into the next segment. You'll you'll get a kick out of that. Anyway, do you find yourself talking back to the host out loud while listening in the car or while riding on a train, going on a walk or or run? Uh, well, don't don't run with the podcast, everybody. It's yeah, <laughs> it's music. Is just just music is better. Trust me. Take my take my word for it. Anyway, if you answer <laughs> yes to any of those questions. Stay tuned until the end of the show, and you find out how to keep the show and our silly habits going. Well, speaking of which, we do have uh, some ABK news. Uh, a little bit of a downer, actually. Uh, a little bit of a downer. So I'm going to be honest. A judge has officially approved the $18 million settlement for the EEOC federal law, law lawsuit. So, right? So the EEOC, EEOC, they sued Activision Blizzard. Activision Blizzard uh, tried to, they, they submitted a, a settlement uh, agreement of $18 million. The... Uh, communication workers associate CWA, the, that union, they were like, this is woefully inadequate. And, uh, uh, DFEH also essentially were like, no, this is $18 million is, uh, it's crap. 
And speaking of DFEH, on the virtual Zoom hearing, the judge even called out the DFEH directly saying, you've already filed a motion. Your request is untimely. Talk to the Ninth Circuit. Okay. (laughs) All right. And if you don't know, uh, the Ninth Circuit is the the, uh, appellate court that the California jurisdiction falls under. California is in the Ninth Circuit. So that's what he was talking about. It's like, if you appeal... My decision, you will go to the Ninth Circuit. So there you go. That's that's the uh, little bit of law geekery there. And the only reason I know that, we'll get into that in a second. <laughs> <laughs> so what does this actually mean? Well, if you worked at Activision Blizzard between se- September 1st, 2016 to present day, um, you can submit a claim specifically about a sexual harassment, uh, re- uh, retaliation, or pregnancy discrimination. The EEOC settlement is uh, opt-in only, so claimants have to submit paperwork to be considered for relief. However, those who choose to become part of the EEOC settlement will be waiving their rights to be part of the California State Agency's lawsuit. So, now, remember I was telling you jokes about Patreon? Well, this podcast that I uh, that I like to listen to is called Opening Arguments, and <laughs> it is... Hosted by none other than P. Andrew Torres, who was actually um, quoted in this article uh, from Washington Post. P. Andrew Torres, who owns a law firm and hosts the Opening Arguments podcast, which I'm a patron of, uh, which has covered the Activision Blizzard (laughs) lawsuit, said last week that the judge's ruling is a victory for Activision Blizzard and could help deflate the lawsuit from the DFEH. So his actual quote is, it's a clear win for Activision Blizzard, the company. They lose a small amount and they're effectively undercutting the state law proceeding where the state agency was far more aggressive. And he is referring to the DFEH suit. Activision Blizzard recorded $2.16 billion in revenue in the quarter ending in December and a total of $8.8 billion in 2021. And yes, there being, it's a $18 million lawsuit. So you can see why we feel that it is woefully inadequate. So... To kind of wrap this all up, what does this actually mean for the employees? Ultimately, they will need to decide if they want to be part of the EEOC lawsuit or wait for the conclusion of the DFEH lawsuit because they can't receive compensation from both. It's basically considered double dipping. And sadly, with the cost of living in Irvine uh, and the often lower than average pay, several will likely opt to get paid now, even if the payout later would be a greater payout. Oh, what are your thoughts on this there, Saritha? It definitely feels like Activision Blizzard was like, what's the bare minimum you'll take to settle? And they're like, 18 million. They're like, okay, done. Because they know people are going to take it and they know it's only going to help them with their case against the DFEH, which is where their trouble will actually be. Yeah, that that is definitely what it feels like is... I mean, because one of the things that the EOC and everything like that was talking about is like $18 million. This is like one of the biggest lawsuits of all time for this kind of thing. Well, they also pointed out that there was a recent settlement with uh, Riot Games for $100 million. <laughs> and they were like, same kind of behavior. $100 million just down the street. And you're like, oh, this is a big win for the employees. It's not necessarily a big win for the employees. There's also a reason why the DFEH, the um, you know CWA union kind of tried to step in. And at this point, no, everything was, was pretty much shut down and the judge approved it. And like the judge said, talk to the Ninth Circuit if you would like to appeal. 
So there you go. Which I truly hope the DFEH is doing. Yeah, um, it's very possible, but the only way it would go beyond the Ninth Circuit if it could possibly go to um, the Supreme Court, which since this is a federal lawsuit, it absolutely could um, because EEOC is federal agency and the Ninth Circuit is a federal circuit court, so you could take it to the Supreme Court. Uh, but the current makeup of the Supreme Court, good luck with that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're going to side, uh, side with the company on this one. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, just a spoiler warning there. That's how that one's going to work out. <laughs> All right. Well, I think it's enough uh, bad news. You want to talk about some wacky news, <laughs> I guess? I am so ready. All right. Well, let's get into this insanity that we are about to dive into. What you talking about? What you talking about? What you talking about? What you, what you, what you talking about? Well, we are talking about an article that came out. And this article came out a couple weeks ago by Discordian Kitty. It was posted on an article on Wowhead that got a lot of people talking, a lot of people thinking and going like, <laughs> hmm, hmm, hmm. this is very interesting. A, bit, a lot of big kerfuffle, I would say, in the community. <laughs> and I think Tally Essen put a put a best was, oh my God, thank you, thank you to Discordian Kitty for giving us this because what else are us content creators going to be talking about? Right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Now we did get well no, about that. We actually did just today get the the end of the Sylvanas kind of storyline, but. We're going to save that for next episode. So if you're expecting us to talk about that, no, we're going to talk about this article today. No, no, no. Oh, so anyways, what the heck is this article? What's it about? Well, the article is titled, What if Zoval isn't the true jailer? Hmm. Hmm, 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 hmm. So before we get into it, Sreeth, mm. have you read this theory? And if you have, what is your impressions? I have. And as insane as it kind of sounds, Discordian Kitty makes some incredibly good points and there's a lot of not even opinions but facts behind what she's saying that makes me think even if it's not what blizzard actually did maybe they had this plan at one point right and i don't know we'll get into it at the end but there is a part of me that kind of wonders like i wonder if this was their plan like or maybe the way it was set up like maybe they're just like keeping it in their back pocket they're like maybe <laughs> maybe we'll just go with that <laughs> If that's what it feels like. Yeah, and Shadowlands just has that that wad feel where it feels like we're missing a patch. It does. It, it does. And we do we know what patch that was? Yes, we know what patch that was. That was the Emerald Dream patch. That's the one that we're missing. <laughs> that's the one that we're missing. See, we it all would have came together if we all just went to Emerald Dream. And went and talked to freaking, um, you know, Alune herself and was like, what's going on? Your sister and you having issues. Let's let's make up. All right. It would have been great. Maybe they just liked that patch so much they made it its own expansion. Yeah, but well, I don't know. We'll find out uh, in <laughs> 21 days now upon this recording because April 19th and this is the 30th. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Too so, far. All right. Well, since you've read it. Discordian Kitty brings some excellent points. I would have to agree. She makes some absolutely fantastic points. So let's get into this. All right. So first of all, dear listeners, if you have not read this article, I would highly recommend uh, <laughs> reading it because we are not going to do it justice. It is a very long article, like for for an article point. I mean, she didn't write a freaking Sylvanas novel. Like, OK, come on. <laughs> it's an article. <laughs> right? it, it was short story length. Yeah, it, it'll 
I'm gonna be honest, it'll probably take you about 15 minutes to read if you read about my my speed. Took me longer because I was piecing it apart like Mr. Lore guy. I was like, well, okay. <laughs> I was trying to put all the pieces together and I was like, damn, this is right. Holy crap. <laughs> I was trying to pick out the points where her and Dracorus like compared notes and talked about this because I feel like they did. I yeah, I mean, yeah. So I mean, fun little tie-in here. I mean, Discordian Kitty was actually uh I believe may actually still be a patron of LFR and, you know, tie in there. So, yeah, yeah, tie in there. She was on our uh, Blizzard lawsuit episode with us and Lex. Yeah, there you go. Little little tie in. Like I said, she read read some good shit. All right. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I'm not going to do this article justice. It's going to take like 15 minutes. And to do it, it would be the whole episode of us just reading. (laughs) Okay. And we want to discuss it. All right. That's, That's the thing we're doing here. So, for everyone that hasn't read it, here is the TLDR version. All right. The Jailer isn't the true villain of the Shadowlands, but the Primus really is. All right. Okay, that's that's it. That's the, the main super simple takeaway. <laughs> All right, don't believe me? Well, here are the main points used in the article to use as, as some proof. All right. The Jailer looked a lot more like the Primus in the introduction cutscene. You know, the image that Pyromancer leaked? Remember that one? Right? Pyromancer was like, I don't care what they say. Blech. Right, that one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so if you if you look up that, if you look at the article and you see the image, um, it was a bearded dude in chains and wearing this weird crown, and it's even in the, like, introduction scene where Sylvanas, like, it does this little, little floaty little freaking thing, and I'm just like, hey, how's it going there, Jalen? <laughs> yeah. Looks nothing like Zaval. Looks kind of like nothing. All right, even has green eyes and everything. All right. Now, the Jailer isn't known to be a master strategist. This is point number two. No, the Jailer <laughs> was the Arbiter. Right? That's how we know it. That's the Primus's job. The Primus is, in fact, a master strategist. In fact, he got so good at it because according to an interview with Stevie D, you know, Steve Denuser, The Primus got help from someone with a power over time and allowed him to watch the same battle over and over and over and over because, you know, time is not a construct of death. (laughs) And he was able to understand how just a tiny difference could be the difference between victory or defeat. But we we say that Jailer isn't known to be a master strategist, but he's the one who did everything ever. Like... Obviously, he has some strategery. Well, I mean, he's got like George (laughs) W. Bush strategery. Strategery. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's my takeaway. I mean, freaking, I don't know. The Primus is, he seems to be the one that had, you know, he's he's in charge of the army, right? He's in charge of the undying army. He's the one that, uh, you know, is the one that's supposed to be making all of the decisions, you know, tactically, right? (laughs) Strategy. <laughs> there you go. That, that's the Primus. Uh, and, and he basically had an infinite dragon, uh, would be my guess, uh, show him all those kind of things. Because remember, you know, Cap and Hooktail or whatever. <laughs> remember, there was a I was just going to say, may, maybe it was the infinite pirate dragon. Might have been. Might have been. Anyway. Because I never did learn his name. I just, whenever I Cap see him, Hooktail. I'm like, oh, Allie wants that. <laughs> it's Cap and Hooktail. That's actually the infinite pirate's dragon. Don't stand behind that dragon because it will, it will hook you. It'll hook you real good. <laughs> I've yet to fight him. I never finished Tazavesh. Yeah, I never finished Tazavesh, but I did defeat him. I, I got hung up on the last boss on the one <laughs> attempt that I was trying to do. 
So I saw it all. I just never finished it. It was the last one. <laughs> <laughs> nope. The mailroom always stopped me because it was bugged. Oh, yeah. That one was, oh, that was kind of a bitch. All right. Point number three. Seems a little weird that the Primus is the only one that isn't seen in the Jailer Death cinematic. Right? <laughs> Everyone is like, you know, we get the first little shot where we're, okay, well, the first shot is the Jailer going, this can't be. <laughs> Second shot is the Archon going, you're a bad boy there, Mr. Uh, Zoval. And the Winter Queen says, you're a bad boy there, Mr. Zoval. You're a real bad boy. <laughs> and then we got Saturday Night Three is going, dude. Should have talked. What's going on? We could have done so much better. Mm. Right. And then we panel it like camera flips or whatever. And now we're looking at the jailer. We're looking down at Zoval. And it's now the prime is talking at him going like, why Zoval? Why? You don't really see him. Okay. Right. So that's what's going on. It seems a little weird. The camera angle is almost like we are the primus in that moment. Mm hmm. That's true. Very true. All right, so that's that's a that's the third point. All right, fourth point: domination magic was created by the Primus, and its main use is <gasps> domination, <laughs> not imprisonment. It's not the imprisonment magic, the domination magic. And honestly, this this is actually the point where I started to get a little like, hmm, like everything else. I was like, man, whatever. This to me was the point where I was like, huh. She's got a point. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's got a damn fine point. <laughs> All right. And here's the thing. And he didn't just put a collar on the jailer like, you know, we saw with Anduin. Anduin's got his little collar on. He ripped the sword apart. Ah, Papa. Right. That kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no. Primus freaking inscribed the runes right into his flesh. Just like straight up. Just like, you are my freaking puppet now. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it looked like to me. I mean, look at it, look at like that, the actual death scene when you see like just the I'm a robot now <laughs> like that. He's still got the runes <laughs> freaking carved into him. It's, yeah. So anyway, I mean, you, do you have any opinion on this one? Because the domination magic part, that's this is where I was like, wow. Yeah, that's where it really starts to to get teeth for me is that whole like we've kind of seen more domination magic at work and the difficulty in overthrowing it. I mean, we had a whole quest line about helping Anduin overthrow it and building the crown of wills, which built by the Primus. Just saying. Absolutely. And then even when the, in the jailer's death cinematic, his armor and everything dissolves away the exact same way Anduin's does. Yeah. See, to me, that one was like mm, kind of interesting stylistic choice, like because eh, that one that one didn't really do it. But just the fact that I mean, basically what Discordian Kitty was was getting at here was saying that. All right. What happened is the Primus friggin inscribed the runes on him and he has been the Primus's puppet ever since. OK, that's that's what we're getting at. Mm-hmm. This next little point. This actually was not from the article. This was actually my own little point that I thought was fun to throw in here. So, the Jailer was supposed to have created the Lich King. Strangely enough, all his forces operated in buildings that looked straight out of Maldraxxus. <laughs> they really did. I mean, okay. Ice Crown Citadel? Okay, like that one. But that one was built by Dreadlords, and that's kind of like the whole lore behind that. But like all the forces and everything like that, and like the... Kelthazud freaking like implant in yep. there. 
No, that's that's Meldraxis right there. That's like all of the the you know the Scourge armies are Meldraxis, but so <laughs> yeah, very much so. Like the whole Scourge just feels like an extension of the House of Plagues. Uh, House of Plagues, House of Construct. Um, even some. I forgot about the House of Construct. Well, the House of Construct is pr- primarily like the abominations and things like that. And mm-hmm. Little a bombs that show up and. and Possibly even the House of the Chosen with some of the, the friggin', you know, the, the big old beastie dudes. Like, I don't know, like the Death Knights feel more House of Chosen-y, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't really played uh, played any of my Necro Lords since early 9-0. Well, I, that's, that's... Forgot they existed for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're still here. We're still important, I, I swear. <laughs> All right. Finally, the final point here is the Primus was created to protect the Shadowlands at all cost. What if he just decided that the greatest protection from from the all for the realm of death was to remove all other realms? Huh? Best defense is a good offense, after all. Hmm? Who knows what else Captain Hooktail showed him? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it could have been a whole Dreadlords and Sargeras thing. Yeah, it might have been just him, you know, talking to like Vince Lombardi or something like that. Best. You know, best defense, good offense. <laughs> you just take that shit on the offense and take them out. And then, hey, you're protected. They no one's going to come after you now. 10.0 is just, we're going to find out the infinite dragons have been behind everything all along. And they're the real dread lords. <laughs> Prelude to infiltration part two. But that would almost be more interesting because the infinite dragons have a direct tie back in Azeroth because of Nazdormu and all that kind of fun stuff. Because you know, friggin' you know Nazdormu's alter ego Mirzon is Nazdormu. <laughs> so there you go, fun fun times. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah. I mean, if if that is the case, you could almost if, if this article actually is the it, like if there is any truth to it. And him getting all of the power of the strategery that he did by, you know, <laughs> watching someone with the power over time, which is probably a bronze or infinite dragon. Yeah, you could tie it back. Okay, well, yeah, that wasn't actually Zoval. It was really the Primus. But, oh, wait, it was actually this infinite dragon that did it. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to ask if dragons go to the Shadowlands and then remembered we had an entire zone about Ysera. Yeah, yeah, that's... Uh, there, there, there's a thing... I mean, but it, you you could almost like say maybe they don't because Yasera was in a was a very unique um, case, right? It, I don't know. Elune actually like intervened and took her soul and stuck her up in the stars. So like, who freaking knows if dragons normally <laughs> go to the Shadowlands or not? Because I didn't see any of the other dragons. Yeah, that's. I mean, there's the theory that Pelagos was a dragon in their mortal life, but. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Pelagosa was, was uh, yeah, could be. I kind of like that idea. Which, by, by the name, would be a blue dragon. Yes, it was a blue so dragon. No, no innate link to life or death like Ysera kind of had. Yeah, blue dragon, blue smurf, right? That's <laughs> tied in there. Uh, the only- Soul shapes are blue. Right. The only thing that Pelagosa actually did was get killed by the Horde um, because they were uh, Pelagosa was one of the ones that was in charge of taking the focusing iris for Caligos to basically hide it somewhere. And the Horde, you know, freaking killed 
uh, all the blue dragons that were doing that. That was uh, Tides of War, Jaina book. There it is. That's where that one came from. Garrosh needed his nuke. Yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> it's like he's like, I can make a monobomb, but I need a big monobomb. <laughs> Why kill 10 people when you can kill 10,000? Mm hmm. Why kill 10 people when you can just kill all of the leaders of the Alliance military in one fell swoop? Woo! <laughs> Dude had a plan. Which still is more tame than Sylvanas. <laughs> hey, I mean, he, it wasn't. He, he, Garrosh wasn't trying to after, go after the civilians. He just knew that civilians were going to die. He actually wanted to take out all the military leaders. So. He, he telegraphed his attack enough that the Alliance had time to evacuate civilians. So I'll give him that. It was still pretty dirty, but it wasn't quite as war crimey as burning down Taldrassil. It was very war crimey. It absolutely was. It just wasn't as war crimey <laughs> as uh, <laughs> on a scale of one to ten war crimes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an eight. Sylvanas was like a 14. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so here we go. So anyway, if you, if you haven't been following along, here's the kind of breakdown of the main idea of what actually happened. So we just, you know, knocked out a couple of the proof points and things like that. All right. So the main idea is that the Primus, Zoval, and likely Sire Denathrius learned of a great threat out in the cosmos, whatever that is, doesn't really matter. <laughs> The Primus was like, all right, we got to use overwhelming force to take it out. Zaval was like, no, that's kind of crazy, man. Like, we can't do that. Like, you know, I'm the arbiter. I like weigh souls and stuff. I got to like see all sides of an argument. Right? <laughs> uh-uh. So, because, you know, like I said, he's the argument. Uh, anyway, fight breaks out. Fight breaks out. And obviously, Mr. Military Man is going to kick the crap out of like peace loving hippie over here going like, oh, I got weigh soul. <laughs> all right. So Primus uses all his cunning to convince the others that Zoval was going to do some shady shit, so he needed to be chained up in the maw. All right, that's that's the first thing. So, Primus carves up Zoval and turns him into a puppet with domination magic that he, in fact, invented. Now, why did he do this? Well, it's obvious. He needed an instrument to carry out all his plans while keeping the scent off of himself. So... He's like, all right, I'm the mastermind behind all this kind of stuff. I'm going to create an entire magic system. I'm going to build it from scratch (laughs) just so people don't suspect me. All right, so, Sarith, are you sold? Are you on Team Dracorus and Discordian Kitty yet? I will say this feels, at this point, like the least crazy theory I've heard from Dracorus. Um, And that's not even from the arguments that he himself brought up. craziest theory to, the, to date is still that freaking Medivh is Talgalon or whatever in, <laughs> in Cortez. Just because he's a keeper of secrets is, is, is his title does not make him Medivh. Sorry there, bud. <laughs> I kind of wanted that one to be right, though. <laughs> Even if you wanted it I, I to want be. some more Medivh in the game. Okay, if you want some Medivh in the game, why are you gonna put him there? Like, like what? <laughs> <laughs> Just have his spirit come back and carry Zan. Like, come on, because they did that in Legion, and I was like, yeah, I like that. <laughs> All right, but uh, th- this does feel very. It feels like it, th- it might have a point. Yeah, in the, I don't know uh, if I'm a hundred percent sold, but I do feel like there's some actual logical arguments being made. Yeah, in, in this conspiracy theory, in this kind of like story folklore, I'm going to say in the uh, ranking system of Mythbusters, this one is solidly plausible. 
<laughs> is it confirmed? No, but it is solidly plausible. And I, I can actually tell you right now, we will not be busting this conspiracy theory because you can't. The way that this nope. theory is laid out, it actually is. I got some points. I got some seriously good points. So <laughs> seriously, read it. You'll be like, wow, it's kind of messed up. And again, the biggest one is, is obviously the domination magic. Like, yeah, that's domination magic. All right. Well, let's get into some like it's just like how much work did we have to do to develop anything to fight domination magic? How did Zoval do that in the Maw when he was locked up in Torghast? Yeah, I don't buy it. Yeah, exactly. Well, here we go. Here's some little bit of arguments against. A little bit. Let's, let's kind of get in there. We want to address the arguments. Because, you know, if you're going to come up with any conspiracy theory, you need to be ready with any of the obvious naysayers. Now, because we already know. We know what you're already thinking. Uh, Jin, the jailer locked up the Primus and turned him into a sniveling rune carver. Hmm? Real great there's <laughs> strategy, bud. Hmm? Strategery all the way down, right? Strategery. And to that, I'd say, good point. Good point. But you're not thinking in an infinite or eternal time frame. And yes, time is not a construct of death, but go with it. You see, the Primus is such a good strategist that he's Doctor Strange level good. <laughs> Remember, Blizzard loves to borrow or rip off a good storyline from anywhere they can, and a lot of the community was saying, damn, they really want to make Thanos' character so bad. And all they could pull off was the Jailer? Well, maybe they took some inspiration from Thanos for the Jailer, and but they may have also really loved Doctor Strange's interaction. Going forward in time, to view alternate futures, to see all the possible outcomes of the coming conflict. How many did you see? 14,605. How many did we win? One. Yep. <laughs> now keep that in mind, because in the Gromora of the Shadowlands, it states that one account cites that the only losses the Primus suffered were intentional, as he felt there were more to be learned in defeat than in an endless series of decisive victories. But based on that, you could argue that the Primus allowed himself to be captured, to keep better watch on his puppet, and to remove all suspicion from himself. So, that's actually going back to the very first point where Sylvanas is like visiting the, the jailer, right, in that little cutscene. Perhaps what she was actually doing was visiting the true jailer. She was visiting the Primus, locked up. Because we never actually see Zavall actually locked up in the mall. He's just running around, like, doing crap and throwing Bane off cliffs. Right? He's not locked <laughs> up. <laughs> but you know who was locked up? The Primus. All right? So, that's what's, that's what's going on. What's what's going on? And I feel like one of the biggest nails in the coffin of this theory, and I'm not there yet, so no spoilers for me or you. Is the Sylvanas book. <laughs> so we'll mm -hmm. see. <laughs> but you can bring up the folk and fairy tales where yeah. Varisa had the dream and saw Zoval. That does kind of show that, I mean, yeah, it could be Zoval being puppeted, but why would he show up to Varisa? Like, there's no point. Well, that. I don't know if we can get Discordian Kitty on the line. Like, <laughs> I'm sure we could come up with a couple of reasons why. It's like 4 a.m. in the UK. I don't think she'll answer. No, no, I don't think she will. Yeah. So anyway, I don't know. Like this entire theory 
like really had me thinking to the point where I'm just like, uh, what the heck? So do you have any other just flat out like, no, no, it's gonna work. And obviously you got your folk and fairy tale. Maybe we could pick that apart and see where we can go from there. See if we can make sense of it. Any, any other I things? I don't really have any like factual based, like I've noticed in lore or in game to use. Maybe I would if I finished the Sylvanas novel, but even if I did, I wouldn't bring it up here. Right. Um, as much as I don't have faith in Blizzard's storytelling in this expansion enough to think that they would do something this good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is actually a good point, which is, are you willing to tank an entire expansion by not giving away who the real bad guy behind the scenes is? <laughs> just to set up an awesome story in the in the future. And funnily enough, the answer is yes. Warlords of Draenor was garbage, but they did that just to set up Legion. So they've done it before. They've pulled the plug on an expansion midway, clearly, because they're like, all right, we got enough. Well, we're just going to get to Legion. That's what's important. So maybe. Curious to see what the next expansion is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going to be... <laughs> Funny if it's going to be like, the the Jailer's armies are attacking. We're like, wait, what? No, no, the true Jailer. The Prime the we're like, jailer. wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? We're doing the Shadowlands crap again? Yeah, but it's on Azeroth now. They're attacking. <laughs> Denuser just shows up in the announcement. Yeah, D Discordian Kitty was right. <laughs> you, you guys should have listened. Yeah, we were kind of like that whole Pyromancer thing. Like, like he was right, you know. You know, Titans, remember? <laughs> Titans, yeah, it was, it was from that point of view. But uh, but no, yeah, she was totally picking up all the all the hints, everything we were putting down. It's all there. <laughs> you guys didn't notice? Yeah, it's all there. <laughs> Do you really think that uh, they were going to carve dom runes of domination into someone's flesh and he was just going to be like, not just do their bidding? <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, domination runes have a half-life of however long the jailer was in Zoval was imprisoned. Who knows? Millennia, <laughs> I suppose. I don't know. Like, my mind wants to say 10,000 years, but I'm also conflating it with the War of the Ancients for oh. no reason whatsoever. Oh, speaking of which, I just gotta, I just had to bring this up. If I were gonna do a Warcraft series um, uh, for Netflix, it would be the War of the Ancients. <laughs> Absolutely would it be the War of the Ancients. Because, I mean, just look at, look at all the crazy insane level just like anime vibe stuff you got in there <laughs> right you got a dragon that goes crazy and creates a dragon soul and starts blowing people away and, and you got this <laughs> queen that is the most powerful being in like the universe it's like straight out of dragon ball z like this is netflix's alley right here this is what they're doing like come on i was going gritty like rise <laughs> of the horde i feel like people would watch and be like damn that was deep what happens next for the Horde? Yeah, I feel yeah, like you yeah, watch yeah. the end of War of the Ancients and you're like, oh, cool, the Night Elves won. Malfurion's taking a nap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't end it with Malfurion taking a nap. You end it with <laughs> just like the amazing. I just think it would be funny for everyone go to, to actually watch it and go, wait, Malfurion's cool? What? <laughs> <laughs> and then they walk away and they realize, oh, yeah, I guess Illidan kind of had a point. Or also... Wait, Malfurion is cool, but he really can't do anything without Taronda coming in and saving his ass, can he? And the answer is no. Taronda. Taronda. <laughs> just can't, can't do it. 
All right. Anyway, <laughs> let me see if I got any other like uh, no arguments to this whole thing. Um, I don't know. Like it's it is this this theory is difficult to pick apart because it relies on essentially the the jailer being a puppet, right? Because that's that is what the entire theory is that the Primus was working it all along in the backgrounds because because it's like you can see a lot of these little weird moments where you're like it seems awful convenient like <laughs> I think the one that, that jumps out to me the most is when the Primus is like oh I can't go to Xerath Mortis because the first one said no <laughs> you're still listening to that? aren't they dead like what's Really? Like, it's it is forbidden for the, it, the jailer's there. Like, come on! Like, <laughs> he's an eternal one, right? And yeah, so it's like that one seems a little fishy. That he's like, nah, I can't do it, bro. I gotta stay back here. I got shit to do. Like, no, that one felt fishy. Um, let's see. Another one too is like, we don't know when the Primus was captured and became became the Room Carver. But it feels like it was a long time in that Zoval had to really coerce the ideas for the Helm and Frostmourne out of him. But also it can't have been that long because Draka knew him. So it's yeah. like you're an eternal being, but four years feels like a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, so let's see. Draka knew him. Draka died roughly 30 years, I mean, roughly 30 years before current, you know, times. Because she died before the first war really, really kicked off, right? It was probably, probably right there in the middle of the first war, honestly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was like with all the time I write, it was you know the freaking the horde went through the dark portal during the first war. Thank, thank you, Medivh. Appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> Toggle on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Some <laughs> random dude from Corthia. <laughs> exactly. And then they got, you know, Goldan was like, you guys suck. And it kicked out the uh, the Frostwolf uh, clan and they went up to Altrak Valley because they're like, hey, we like the snow. We're from the Frostfire Ridge. Right. And then they gave birth to Thrall and Thrall was green. <laughs> and they're like, they're like, oh, man, look at this crap. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't drink Manny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this stuff is all like, just rubs off on you. Like, look at this. It's like my freaking, <laughs> it's like I got a bad sunburn, but when I freaking pe- peel off my skin, it's green underneath. It's like, it's nasty. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's the way it was described. You're talking about Rise of the Horde. That's what, that's what was going on. <laughs> you're like, you're looking a little green there, uh, there, Dertan. <laughs> it's like, you, you look in the mirror recently, and they're like, what's a mirror? I don't, <laughs> I don't know if the horde had beers back then, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, they were mostly into killing innocent Draenei. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, yeah. Speaking of that, it's a, like every single time people bring up uh, Nerzul, they're like, "Ah, oh, Nerzul, he was a, he was a, he was an asshole. He's never doing the right thing." I'm like, I don't know. I, people give Nerzul a bad time. Like he was following his everything that he was brought up to be. Right. So his ancestors were speaking to him and he's, he's like, yeah, I'm going to do what my ancestors are telling me. And it was specifically his wife. But obviously, we find out it wasn't his wife because <laughs> even when the elements were starting to like not listen to him, he was like, all right, let me let me let me investigate this. 
something seems off. Let me check it out. <laughs> so he goes and looks into it. His actual wife, Rokan, I believe her name was. Something like that. Yep. And she's like, you're an asshole. Like, I, I, I didn't tell you to do that crap. You're an asshole and you're not invited to the barbecue. <laughs> so he's like, oh, Come shit. Come on, dumb dumb." <laughs> He's like, oh, no, I'm not invited to the barbecue. I better, I better knock this crap off. I got I to gotta stop it. <laughs> I'm going to go back. I'm going to tell him we got, we, we're knocking it off. We're, we're not doing this whole kill the Draenei thing anymore. No, we're not doing it anymore. Well, Gul'dan didn't like that. <laughs> Gul'dan had to say, well, I'm sorry there, Nerzul. Well, that's a no for me. <laughs> and now I'm just waiting for someone to tell me how this is the jailer's fault. Okay. Oh wait, we can we can do this. <laughs> this is actually, we we can do it. Right. So it's the jailer's fault is because the jailer supposedly, be it the primus or the actual jailer, who freaking cares? It's one or the other. They were the ones that sent off the dreadlords to corrupt Sargeras. Right? We we learned about that in the uh, in the freaking uh, enemy infiltration preface. Right, kind of talking about how the cor- they corrupted the the titans effect- effectively. They're like, yeah, all they had to do is tell them, like, yeah, it's not very orderly over here. <laughs> <laughs> See that void thing? It's a little shifty. <laughs> it's a little, a little shifty. crazy. <laughs> it messes with you. <laughs> and then Sargeras was like, are oh, you damn right? That stuff sucks. We're going to deal with it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, they went all batty, went all nutty. And Mr. Sargeras was like, I got to create the Burning Legion. <laughs> so he creates the Burning Legion. And then the Burning Legion corrupts the orcs. Specifically, if you go by the little, like, warlords or warbringers or whatever the frig they were called, uh, shorts, where Goldan was all, like, shriveled and like, ah, elements don't like me. <laughs> then the fellow was like, what's up, Goldan? <laughs> we'll help you out. <laughs> I'm telling you, you know, I, should, I should remake some of these. Uh, I should just redub these videos because... That's the one nice thing about these videos is they they don't have a lot of they don't sink the the lips so you can just I can have say whatever you want. <laughs> I should totally do that. They're like what's up, old man? You will kill the dragon. Just leave daughter of the sea alone. Beware, beware the daughter of the sea. Beware, beware of me. <laughs> I don't even know what that was. That was just me goofing off. I think I'm, I think I got the Sylvanas book on my brain because the, the way Patty Matson keeps doing these voices, oh, they're so they're so great. I'm not joking. When you if you listen to her do the voice of Lyrith, she's straight up. Uh, hey there, Sylvanas. <laughs> <laughs> It seriously feels like a character right, right at like right out of Rugrats or something like that. Like that's what it feels like. I, I'm just gonna be picturing him as that like stereotypical like 14 year old from a 90s sitcom. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, the, the the neighbor kid who just pops in with a one liner and then leaves. He almost like okay, this is an exaggeration. He does not sound like this, but kind of sounds like the the dude that always works at the fast food restaurants in The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like fries with that? <laughs> His voice is always cracking. <laughs> All right. That's what, he, that's what he sounds like. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
Oh, man. Okay, well, back up, back on topic here. <laughs> I am, I am seriously drawing a blank as to any other way to pick this part because the sad thing is, is, I did a whole bunch of research and I listened to a whole bunch of like jailer lines. Not jailer. I'm sorry. Not jailer. Jailer's got like interesting. Like that's the most that's all he ever said. So I mean, so you can understand him. Well, <laughs> subtitles, man. <laughs> He's got subtitles. <laughs> Death comes from the soul of your world. That, well, what that's all I can ever understand. <laughs> <laughs> We're fighting the Hamburglar, everybody. Um, yeah. Today we learned don't have team divided hosts guest hosting on uh, Live Laugh Lore, or we will go way off topic. That's cool. Like this is this is an interesting topic, but. I just I, I knew there was going to be a bunch of fun filler in here. It's just the, the way I did, did these notes, because <laughs> I don't know. Like, there's a part of me that I genuinely this this is my opinion on the on this theory. I hope it's true. I hope it's true because it actually puts so much of me and 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 Allie's complaints about the jailer, and it makes them make sense, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, we're like the guy's got no backstory. He's a puppet. He's a put the Primus didn't give him a backstory. The Primus was like, yeah, I freaking carved runes into his forehead. And now he does what I say. It's like, what what? Did I didn't ask what his motivations were? He doesn't have motivations. He does what I say. Right? His traits are doesn't like shirts. <laughs> He's like Andy from the office when he runs a 5K. <laughs> I'm petrified of nipple chafing. Once it starts, it is a vicious circle. You have sensitive nipples, they chafe. So they become more sensitive. So they chafe more. So I take precautions. <laughs> That's exactly what I pictured. <laughs> oh God, my nipples, it's starting. <laughs> my nipples. <laughs> I love that episode so much. It's like, my favorite is carbo-loading. He's just like down in this giant thing of pasta right before the race. It's not how you do it, everybody. So, do that the night before. So Vol is just a combination of Andy from The Office, and then it was Agatha all along. All right, you're going to have to explain that reference. I don't even know who Agatha is. you got to help me out. Uh, who the hell is WandaVision. Agatha? Oh. Agatha Harkness. The, no. It was Agatha all along. Okay, now I understand why I didn't get the reference. I haven't, I haven't seen WandaVision. So, okay. Ah. Uh, I mean, that's, if that's a spoiler, that's fine, because I'm probably never going to watch it. I'll go watch Doctor Strange's Thing of Madness, the Mysteries of Madness, or whatever the, what is that thing called? Multiverse of Madness. There it is, Multiverse of Madness. I'm assuming they're going to keep the movies to where you don't need to watch the shows to understand what's going on. Yeah, that's kind of my take. I mean, there's a part of me that's like, I, as much as I would like to, I just like, eh, I got better things to do than watch that crappy show. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when people are like, well, you got to give it like the first three episodes. I'm like, if it doesn't grab me right off the bat, I don't want to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You got any other uh, no arguments as to this? This theory is dumb or are we just, you know, beating around the bush that we got nothing else to poke holes in? Yeah, I think we're losing the argument with the UK right now. 
<laughs> and they're not even here fighting South Africa. Yeah, both of them are we're just kicking the crap out of us. <laughs> and we're just we don't even care. We just we we enjoy the loss at this point. <laughs> okay. I hope they're I, I hope they win because that's a better story than what we have. Yeah, and and, and again, we're we haven't got into the Sylvanas novel. We're not to the jailer section. Neither of us are yet. <laughs> we'll get there by the time we record another episode. But uh, hey, that's we're not going to talk about it yet. We want to give we want to give plenty of time. We're going to talk about Sylvanas's judgment next episode. Actually, that's what we're gonna we talk don't about. talk about Zoval. I haven't seen that movie either, but at least I get the reference. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know that's from Encanto. For Barbara, you say that. I have a three year old. I've seen that movie four thousand times. Oh, okay. Well, see, that makes sense. I haven't seen it. I don't have a three-year-old. <laughs> we have a, uh, she has a specific set of who sings what lines now. It's kind of adorable, kind of obnoxious when you're driving and just singing along and you get yelled at for, no, daddy, I sing that. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's, um, that's, that's, um, yeah, <laughs> that, that, that'd get on my nerves <laughs> real quick. <laughs> I'm only allowed to sing the male parts. I'll probably turn around and be like, who's the freaking boss here? Hmm? You the boss? No? No, you're not the boss. You're the three-year-old. <laughs> I'm right. Awesome. I can sing whatever part I want. Thank you. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> right, next time we go on a road trip, you're coming with. I think it would actually be adorable to see a 37-year-old and a three-year-old get into an <laughs> argument about who's singing what part. <laughs> just, I could see that happening with her uncle. <laughs> just right in their face. No, you can't tell me what part I'm not going to sing. <laughs> I have the voice of an angel. I will sing whatever part I want. <laughs> Your voice is like a mixture between Fergie and Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be so good. Yeah, big girls don't cry. That's what they say. It's a Fergie <laughs> reference, everybody. Was, yeah, there you go, Fergie. All right, well, since we can't poke any more holes in this theory, um, <laughs> let's go ahead and uh, go ahead and start wrapping this up. Anyway, how we're gonna wrap this up is we're gonna actually talk about what this theory might actually mean for the future. All right. Like we kind of were alluding to, this theory is almost certainly just some fun speculation that I thoroughly enjoyed reading. <laughs> but for the sake of conversation, what could this mean for the story if, just like the Sith, always do there are, no more, no less, a master and an apprentice. And we just happen to kill the master's puppet, not even his apprentice. <laughs> so. We killed... We killed General Grievous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually had a, exactly what I had in mind. I was like, <laughs> we didn't kill Darth Maul. We killed Grievous's like wheeziness or something. I don't know. <laughs> Mr. Wheezy. <laughs> I was actually watching Darth Maul today. I was watching The Phantom Menace. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I, I can't say Wheezy without thinking of uh, Toy Story 2, I believe. Was, uh, with the Wheezy. <laughs> with where the penguin. <laughs> He gets squeaker doesn't work anymore. <laughs> I feel a song coming out. Oh, <laughs> uh, your daughter's probably gonna tell me I can't sing that part either. Oh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a male part. You're okay. All right, good to go. We can sing that part. She, we, she's very into gender norms right now. <laughs> even after watching Encanto. Yeah, oh my goodness. All right. Yeah. All right. So here we go. Let's jump into this. So 
We go back to Azeroth after defeating the Jailer. Then what? How would the Primus make his move in the future? Hey. Hmm. I'm assuming the Crown of Wills will be involved, but outside of that, I have no clue. Yeah, so if we're going to like rewind just a, just a smidge about poking holes in theories, all right? Here is my one question that I still have, which is, okay, so the Primus never loses unless it's on purpose. Was the Jailer, Mr. Puppet himself, Duvall, was he meant to succeed or was he meant to lose, right? Was did did was he supposed to lose his, you know, ace in the hole puppet that he's been controlling the whole time? Or did these stinking mortals show up from Azeroth and wreck his whole plan? What, what, what do you think? Would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you darn mortals. <laughs> and your dragon, too. <laughs> That's, uh, I would say it's insane to think that mortals could stop his plan. But we've also kind of fought titans and old gods and everything else already, so... Hey, hey, we're not talking about it until next week, but Pelago <laughs> said... The soul of a mortal can, like, change everything. He did say that. <laughs> Wait, that was Pelagos? I thought that was Cersei Lannister. Yeah, you know, same, same old, same old. <laughs> same thing. Same thing. But, yeah, I think if it... If the Jailer is the Primus, it does kind of feel like it was a he let us win thing because we were always told, you know, we can't fight the Titans at scale. Like, we can't fight Sargeras. Sargeras would look at us and we'd die. But yet, the Eternal Ones are supposed to be an equivalent power scale, if not stronger than the Titans. And we walk in and wipe the floor with Zoval. It doesn't add up. So maybe we were let to win. Yeah, possibly. So, um, if we were allowed to win, or at the very least, if we were, you know, almost made to win, like it was just kind of predestined, like that was just part of his plan all along, I guess that kind of leads back to the, to the question. If that was his plan, and we think everything is restored, the Shadowlands is back to its norm, how is the Primus making his move? Why did Why did he do the whole thing? What was the plan there? Right, I feel like I'm assuming he wants Cosmo Disco War because that's the only way he sees to take out the other forces and make death supreme or fully protect death if that's his goal. Sure. I mean, you could probably make an argument and 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 I'll I'll go ahead and go down this path. I mean, if you're going to if you're going to play along with the Primus was thinking 8 million D chess the whole way down. <laughs> he may have been thinking, all right, how can we, how can we do this? What, what, what do we got going on here? Because here's a, here's, here's one thing that I wanted to, to bring up because it actually does bring this up in, uh, in the article. And I, this is very relevant to the conversation, which is the, the scene in the Maldraxxus trailer where it shows that, Draka was infiltrating lead the Legion world or whatever. Like it even it does talk about this, but I was thinking it was going in a slightly different path. And it, if anything, what it reminded me of, and almost kind of like solidified this argument a little bit more, if this is true, was what if those the the paper that she stole, the plans, the information, the intel that she stole from them was specifically surrounding Argus, right? 
specifically surrounding the the soul forge or whatever that you know the the world of argus became and the titan argus and maybe that's when the 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 primus knew he could make his move right you know what i mean if draka in the house of eyes originally stole information from the legion to set up this whole plan of taking out the arbiter and then ultimately replacing the arbiter with pelagos you know if he was able to figure all this out like this is the the like i said eight million d chess <laughs> because one of the things that pelagos did at the end that we'll, we'll talk about a little bit more next week is pelagos specifically says i'm not sending any more souls to the maw no that's gonna be the ultimately that will be revendreth that is the only place you will always get a chance for redemption Right, the, the worst place I'm going to send you is Ravendreth. Like, like Pelago straight up said that. So I wonder if there is like, like maybe the Primus was doing that on, on purpose. You know what I mean? I just don't know what that purpose is because I'm not an eight, <laughs> 8D freaking chess player. I don't, I don't know the story where it's leading to. Yeah, that that would make a little bit of sense though. Like I, he's maybe there's a plan. <laughs> right. It's. It's yeah. I'm trying to find the words to describe what I'm thinking, and they're just evading me. Yeah, it feels. But yeah, it it's also like partially because we don't know what's going on with Sire Denathrius and Ramornia, and right. is Prince whatever Renathal. staying in charge of Ravendreth? Renathal? <laughs> is he staying in charge of Ravendreth, or are the Dreadlords going to bring back Denathrius, and he's going to be like, hey, uh, I'm back. Thanks for keeping my seat warm, but you can uh, you can go take a seat again. It's like, just so you know, I am Revendreth. I am <laughs> Revendreth. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, honestly, this is as many holes as I was trying to poke in this, this theory. To me, I kept just in a way almost just making it stronger of a theory in my mind. <laughs> like I, I just was like, I, I, I latched onto the idea and then it was like, well, let me think about. And then when I would think about like, for example, the Draca thing like that, and she got the in, Intel and the prime and she knew about the Primus and, you know, and freaking Margrave scorpion face, whatever, it's, <laughs> whatever it's, the, the original house of eyes was. Um, it's like, that is where I was like, okay, that is right around the time that the Primus disappeared probably just shortly after they returned with that information because that's when, you know, in even in the cutscene, it's like the, the freaking, the original Margrave of the House of Eyes was like, the house of plagues lies in ruins. You know, and that, that was pretty much when the Primus disappeared because of all the infighting that was going on in Maldrax is because the way the Primus gets his, gets the greatest army in the entire universe is by basically creating a constant fighting, infighting. It was, it's like these five houses, it, it's like, seriously, it's like freaking Harry Potter on crack. Like, it's like, <laughs> all right, guys, you want demerits, merits, you want five points to Gryffindor, you better murder each other. Like, that's that's where it's going to be going down up in here. Each dead body is a point. That's <laughs> pretty much what's going on. <laughs> Like seriously, Ravenclaws up in here with the friggin' the the it would be the House of Eyes probably in my mind. Maybe the House of Plagues. Uh, the House of Plagues is probably Hufflepuff. They're just like a bunch of like. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Gryffindor is the house of the chosen. <laughs> I don't know. House of the chosen is probably like the extra because there's an extra house, right? This is, right. So, yeah, so there's five houses. So they're the house of the chosen. We'll set them off to the side for now. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say uh, freaking. Oh God, what's the what's the last one? So we got we got Gryffindor, Hufflepuff. The House of Ravenclaw. Rituals was probably Slytherin. Yeah, Rituals is definitely Slytherin. I'm gonna go. Slytherin is Rituals. Ravenclaw will probably be freaking. Uh, you want to? I don't know. We want to do plagues or construct. Uh, I don't know. I feel like probably plagues. Actually, I'm going to go Gryffindor or Griff- Gryffindor. Yeah, we're going to go Gryffindor. <laughs> Gryffindor. Gryffindor is going to be construct because that feels like you put a door on a griffin, like you, you're building some shit. <laughs> <laughs> like that's not, that's not, that's not normal. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, they're obviously construct. And then chosen is like whoever Dumbledore's with, you know, because <laughs> they're the chosen ones. <laughs> and now I'm just picturing a uh, friggin' um, oh god, friggin' uh, what is that guy's name? <laughs> Sad guy with the black hair, like I love your mother. Snape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Snape. Snape killed Dumbledore, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm now picturing Snape as um, uh, freaking uh, Kelthazada Snape. No, it's Marilith. <laughs> it's Marilith. <laughs> ah, my apprentice. You return at last. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right, I don't know where we're going with this, but anyway. So uh, the Primus, I don't know. He's going to make his moves on Azeroth by, I don't know. He's a hell attack or something. He's going to destroy us all. Cool. Uh, <laughs> Okay. Maybe he'll make Azeroth hatch. Maybe. So anyway, if the next expansion is Hello Dragon Island Adventure. <laughs> you got that reference. Good. Uh, how could the Primus play a part? Or do you think he would be shelved for a while if that happened? I think he's going to be shelved until Cosmic Dragon. Cosmic Disco War, not Dragon War. No, I want Cosmic Dragon War, though. See, if we get Hello Dragon Island Adventure, uh, I honestly think the Primus would... If, if this is true, we may actually get the Primus hints. He might, he might not show up, but we find, we will probably get those hints that, oh yeah, it was me that showed the Primus all of this information because if it really was an infinite dragon or a bronze dragon or something like that, or maybe it is Nazdormu, maybe it's Murazond, who freaking knows where the Primus learned his information from. But I think we might actually get that hint where it's like, oh, you were the one that taught the Primus how to do 8 million D chess? Okay, all right. So, like, I, I, I think you're right. He will technically be shelved, but we will find out where he learned his... Strategery. <laughs> I think the other hint we'll get is you can't have Dragon Isles without Galakrond. Oh, I agree. And where did Galakron learn the death magic? That is, that's good. That's good. I didn't even have this in his notes. See, I invited you for a reason, Miss Wreath. <laughs> Holy shit, that's good. Yeah, there's a little tie-in, everybody. Yes. Okay, if you don't know, if you did not read Dawn of the Aspects, we'll do a quick recap here. Um, Galakron liked to eat other dragons, right? 
And we don't know why Galakron was a little undead. He wasn't really undead. He wasn't really. But apparently it made him grow so large because it's like the, some weird secret. If you cannibalize another pro, uh, freaking protodrake, if one protodrake eats another protodrake, you just become a bigger protodrake. <laughs> and he just kept eating other protodrakes. And he got friggin' big. Apparently this may be a tie-in to the fact that protodrakes were originally elementals. Right? Like, like, like if you read Chronicle, it talks about how the elementals kind of almost took on a form of flesh or something like that. <laughs> and that's actually where they, they kind of came from. So as they just cannibal, as Galakron kind of cannibalized it, he would puke up dragons uh, <laughs> and they were undead dragons. And then he had these like freaking house of construct abomination arms and eyeballs coming off the side of them. Oh, it was freaking <laughs> creepy as shit. Boy, I hope they bring Galakron in here because he had like 19 bajillion eyeballs. He had like little little T-Rex arms coming off the side of him just for no damn reason. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> That's what I want. They, they, they can't do Dragon Isles without bringing Galakrond in. Yeah, I agree. And if they do, like people will be more mad than they are about Shadowlands. Yeah, if I get Hello Dragon Island Adventure, I better have my freaking Galakrond. <laughs> Me and Butters are going to be pissed. I don't play World of Warcraft. Butters, you said you're on your computer all the time. Yeah, but I'm playing Hello Kitty Island Adventure. <laughs> I like Hello Kitty Island Adventure better anyways. <laughs> oh, that's the best episode. It really is. It really is. All right. Cast Power Blast. <laughs> All right. If the next expansion is Hello Darkness, My Old Friend, Rise of the Void. <laughs> I love my expansion names. They're great. Would the Primus have anything to do with the story there? I don't think so. I think if we attack the Void or the Void attacks us, that it's just going to be straight up Void. But I think the Void's still a ways away because it still feels like they're playing up the Void as the next big bad Sargeras level threat. You see, I don't don't think it's as far away as, as you're probably thinking because we had the Lotus Walker, we have the Void Elves, we have Illyria... We had all that kind of stuff really coming into Legion, and we really haven't had any kind of payoff other than, hey, you got Void Elves now. (laughs) That's, I I feel like we're due. We've got Void Elves so that Alliance players would stop whining that they wanted High Elves. That's why we have Void Elves. Uh, Alliance players stopped whining as soon as Dwarves got Wild Hammer (laughs) tattoos. All right. No, that that was you. So that's all that matters. Just <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you noticed. I don't actually pay attention to the, the BS going on on Twitter. I don't even post that much on Twitter. I just like, I don't, I don't care. Everyone's like, oh, life sucks. World of Warcraft is terrible. What are you talking about? It's fine. It's fine. Like Maybe the story's not the best as it could be, but the raid's pretty damn good. I don't know what you're talking about. And I say all this as I main avoid elf. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you are a warlock after all. It makes sense. Yeah, where's right. my fell elf? Yeah. <laughs> fell murlocs? <laughs> Is there anything the Legion won't do? <laughs> I would re-roll a fell murloc in a second. <laughs> <laughs> I had actually completely forgotten about that line until we guessed it on uh, for Azeroth. <laughs> oh my god, Jared killed me with that one. <laughs> I nearly died with Jared's... 
He, look, this is this is actually what happened with Jared. This is what Jared did. It was great. It was great. So we're just we're just talking along, and, and Jared's off in the background. Just, just <laughs> <laughs> make sure I don't roll over Libby's tail. Bill Murlox, is there anything I need to up there? It's the funniest crap on the planet. <laughs> just, just off in the. Oh, it was beautiful. It was fantastic. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So uh, we got Hella Darkness, my old friend. I agree with you. If it is voidy, 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 good times, I'm not seeing no Primus up in there. Unless the Primus is going to be like, oh, ta, 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 and like stab him in the back of the end. And then, and then we're going to be like, the Primus? And the Primus is like, yeah, I was in jail the whole time. This is me, bitches. <laughs> I gotcha. The Void knew I had to kill him. <laughs> I see a thousand truths. <laughs> they, see, they could see me coming. They saw me coming an infinite amount of times, but they, I, I, I got him finally. Stab that bitch. Like I said, we won in one. <laughs> exactly. All right. Now, what about this little light of mine? It's going to burn you all down, expansion. <laughs> <laughs> Could he and his infinite army play a part in stopping Urel and her zealot army? I don't think so. No? Sounds, I, sounds, sounds I, like no, because I feel like Urel is a... If the Primus is a Thanos level threat, Urel is like a Loki level threat. Like it's just a threat to mortals. It's not a threat to the whole universe. I don't know. I think I okay. If we're gonna use Thanos as, as like if the Primus slash the Jailer is a Thanos level threat, I feel like Urel and the Light is at least a Ronin level threat. So, <laughs> you, you know, and it's that I'm. I'm specifically saying Ronin from Scratchy Scratchy, Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, friggin' uh, Infinity Stone of Power, that kind of guy. It was uh, kind of not Ronin, you know, from he died in the metal bomb. Hey, title for for circle, <laughs> Garrosh, he killed Ronin. Oh, poor guy. Uh, anyway, so that's that's kind of where where my mind is, is because Yarel is very much like. She's kind of like, you better like bow down to the light or you're going to die. And she's got a whole light army behind her. And it's 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 going to be good. And a lot of them are forcibly conscripted orcs who are yeah. probably going to die in the first wave. Oh, it's going to be beautiful. I actually hope that's actually the expansion. <laughs> I, I really do. Hello, Hello Dragon Island Adventure is going to be great. But uh, this little light of mine, I, I'm going to burn you all down. That's... <laughs> that's that's the one. That's the one that I'm actually hoping for. I, I do. I actually would prefer. Or really, if I had my, if I had my my wish, it would be the two of them smashed together. <laughs> yeah. That, that's Maybe it. the what's his name? I, oh my god. Rathian. Deathwing son. Yes, Rathian. I was thinking Z for some reason, and I was like, that's wrong. Yeah, Zathian. <laughs> Maybe Rathian's like, hey, I really screwed up. When I made that alternate Draenor and Jarell is a big problem, I need you guys to take a break from trying to stop Galakrond and go take care of Jarell. Yeah. And then Terralian gets mad and we have a whole light expansion. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. We got something cool coming on because we know Cadgar is at least coming kind of back. It's not really a spoiler. I'm not going to spoil anything, but 
Kagar <laughs> is gonna be like, be like, "What's up, everybody?" And that 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 happens in nine two five. Just so you know. You mean that raven that flies around Oribos that Dracoris keeps telling me about? <laughs> yeah, and also Kagar's like, <laughs> he's like, "Hey, everybody, I'm back." Not really. He's not really back, but he does pop up for like two seconds. Nothing I just really didn't want you guys to forget I existed. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> he's like, "I'm still alive." <laughs> <laughs> It was a really good book in Karazhan. Did you start playing a BFA? Because uh, I still matter. <laughs> <laughs> you never really paid any attention to me until I disappeared. All right. All right. Okay. The Primus did not appear in 10 point whatever. He didn't show up. Like like we kind of talked about. Hello, Hello Dragon Island Adventure. Hello Darkness, my old friend. This little light of mine. <laughs> all those little options. Primus didn't show up. All right. Well, we get the announcement for 11.0. What role would the evil Galaxy Brand version of Primus play in the inevitable Cosmic Disco War that we're all assuming is going to happen? I think he would be the one to break the quote-unquote peace and really get the war started. Like, he leads an attack on the Emerald Dream and Will Smith slaps Elune y- in the face and... <laughs> Tyrande gets mad and now we have to get involved and it's just like a bar fight. <laughs> I'm now picturing keep my goddess's mouth name out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it had to happen, didn't it? We, we had to make a Will Smith joke. Okay. <laughs> it was an Emerald Dream joke. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah, so if if he is going to, I I don't. So if the, if that's how they're going to set it up, where the Primus is actually the jailer, right? So he's the actual antagonist. He's the one pulling the strings on the background, which does make a whole lot more sense than the current jailer that we got pulling the strings. But whatever, if he's the one that's been pulling the strings all along, I actually think he wouldn't be the one to make the first strike. I feel he's probably the one that is going to. I mean, I mean, I mean, look at this. You, you look at all the examples that we've given. Uh, he purposely got himself caught to become the rune carver and, and setting all this up to, to all this kind of things happen. Um, if he were to, you know, kick it off, I feel like he'd be opening himself up. He'd be re- revealing the truth. I feel like if anything, he would be revealing the truth at a later date that he was the really, really the the, the big bad in, in the end, um, because it probably would be like, I don't know, like it'd be like 11.2. We find out that <laughs> the friggin oh, we had to take out the Void Lord, you know, Zaka Zaka, blah, 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 blah. you know, it's a freaking Void name. It's, it's <laughs> probably literally what's going to be named. <laughs> Ilganoth Part 3. Get more whispers. <laughs> <laughs> Keep content creators talking about our game. <sighs> yeah, I got to tell you, I almost threw an Ilganoth whisper in here. I almost did. And hey, we're going to do it now. The Vassal of Life disguise his treachery. Beware the eyes of green. Hey, you know what color the Primus's eyes are? Green. Hmm. Now, but how would you, you call the Primus a vassal of life? No, 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 no. The vassal of life is disguising treachery. Right. It's not even necessarily saying that it's the same person. 
You could even say mm. that somehow the Winter Queen is disguising the treachery all along, or perhaps Elune is somehow disguising the treachery because maybe she's in on it. I don't freaking know. I mean, she did kill all her people. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's that. Dracoris did bring up the theory of Elune and the Jailer working together. He didn't say who the Jailer was. <laughs> so there you go. Beware the eyes of green. I mean, so there we go. So if you were to do something, yeah, maybe we're dealing with some crap going on in the the freaking you know Emerald Dream, and suddenly, hey, oh, the Primus is here, and we're like, <laughs> what the hell are you doing here? It's like, hey, it was me all along, everybody. Um, not that he would actually say that. He would just be like, oh no, no, no reason. I'm just gonna you know kill you now. <laughs> you see that guy with the tentacles? Well, he punched somebody, so I'm here to try to stop him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't know. The more I looked into this freaking theory, this whole conspiracy, whatever BS craziness that this may be, <laughs> the more I realized that I cannot poke that many holes into it. And no. My, the biggest hole that I can honestly poke into it isn't even that much of a hole, and that is what we already talked about. Which is was the jailer Zoval? Was the was Zoval meant to be defeated? Was that part of his plan or not? Like like I don't that's the one kind of like you know, like craw on my side. I don't freaking know what's going on with that. Were we supposed to win? Were we supposed to lose? Did the Primus want him to remake reality? Is that a loss in his mind? I don't know. Yeah, because it kind of feels like remaking reality. It almost feels like the Forge of Origination where he's just pressing reset and it's kind of going to start over. So maybe he needs to take out all of his opponents first and then he builds the reality he wants. I mean, I suppose a, a good beep boop is uh, is what everybody needs. He just needs to hit that reset, turn it all off, turn it back on again. And and yeah, I suppose that's that's where I guess he was maybe was going trying to go. And we're just trying to use the jailer. So if that's the case, if he was trying to use Zoval to remake reality, you know, in his own image or whatever, most likely we thwarted the 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 G, the Primus's plans. It, it's it's hard to use the, the the phrase the jailer when you're talking about who's the real jailer now. <laughs> so <laughs> it seems like it, by by stopping Zoval, we may have actually unknowingly stopped uh, the Primus's plans. But again, it's like, maybe the Primus's plans were more subtle and he was kind of like, he really wanted to replace Zoval with someone with that was much more peace, love, and happiness, hippy-dippy kind of <laughs> arbiter. Like, I mean, that's how Pelagos <laughs> is kind of treating it. I just don't know what the end goal is there. I don't, I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, I can't see Pelagos being arbiter, meaning the Primus gets any more anima from souls being sent to Meldraxxus. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Although maybe Renathal being in charge of Revendreth means it's not an eternal one there, so he can kind of just bully him and be like, hey, give me your lunch money. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I think that is where we are going to leave it for this episode, unless you have any final thoughts to add in here. No, nothing of substance. <laughs> <laughs> right, nothing of substance. All right, I think we have officially 
beaten this theory to death. And, uh, <laughs> I think it actually what what actually happened is the theory beat us to death because I think the theory won. Um, I, I agree, which just goes hand in hand with Team Divided. <laughs> I lost my own argument to myself. Yeah, and I, I kind of like walked into this argument and kind of hoping that it would be true. And, and I'm, <laughs> again, I'm, I'm kind of working off of the theory that, yeah, it's it's not true, but I kind of hope it is. Yeah, I, I want it to be true. I just don't feel like Blizzard is that smart right now. Yeah, I think what it is is whether they're that smart or not. Like that's that's not even my even in my radar. I don't even care. I just don't think that they would be willing to, you know, write a storyline where you have to have multiple expansions of literal multiple years before anything even remotely starts to make sense. <laughs> I, I mean, it. I just don't think that they're that willing to do it. I mean, it'd be cool. It'd be cool. I'd like it, but uh, but no, I, I don't. I don't think that that's where they're at. But anyway, like I said, that's where we're gonna leave it. But anyway, so this is the part of the show, everyone, where we get to say thank you very much to our patrons. Thank you, thank you, thank you to all of you, because that's right. It's the part of the show where we say, "Hey, thanks, patrons. Oh my God, thanks for the support. You're amazing." And if you would like to join the ranks and support this show. You can do so by going over to patreon.com slash live laugh lore, just like these amazing top patrons have done. Oh my gosh, look at this. Look at this name right there on the list. I mean, you see this first name right here? Sarith. How you doing? Thanks, there, bud. I appreciate the support. You're fantastic. <laughs> and then we also have Ickus. Thanks, Ickus. Appreciate that. Nadoon. you amazing. Thank you very much, Nadoon. Kamari. By the way, Kamari, I'm gonna be trying that pickle sickle pretty soon. I gotta, I gotta, I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna try it. It sounds pretty good. By the way, it's your, your freeze pickle juice. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta try this out. It's been fantastic. Pasta match. I do like pickles. I love pickles, and I love pasta too. Love pasta. It's fantastic. <laughs> and mud. I don't, I don't like mud, like like rolling around <laughs> in it. But mud's a good guy. So how you doing, mud? I appreciate you. Chris Malore. How you doing there, Chris Moore? How you doing? Dungeon Master Burke. That's right. He plays Raymond in my Dungeons & Dragons campaign. And then, in my opinion, the dude that probably even spurred on the fact that this article even got written, <laughs> Dracorus. Hey, yeah, I blame you, dude. You probably freaking embedded this in freaking Discordian Kitty's mind. It's probably you all along. Dracorus, you, you need to let us know. If you guys talked about this theory before she posted it, because I feel like this was workshopped. I honestly feel like this may have been his theory and she's just a better writer. <laughs> <laughs> no, because if this was his theory, this would have been the last LFR episode before Dracorus had to leave. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he just didn't have time. I don't know. This is, it's like, this is a long ass article. It's a long article. Discordian Kitty has a bigger audience. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right. Well, let's go ahead and oh, I'm in the like Ilganoth Whisper zone. Let's jump into <laughs> a little bit of my gosh, I forgot. Here it is. This button. Stories. There's nothing in the world more powerful than a good story. Well, you're damn right. All right, well, this story is actually something that you found, Sarith. It's a story of a boy and his new dog that has the same birth condition as him. So 
Before we talk about it, I just want to jump in. I just want to listen to this. Pure happiness at the Jackson County Animal Shelter on Friday. Two-year-old Bentley Boyers got to bring his new puppy home. He's a puppy. Last week, Bentley's dad, Brandon, came to the animal shelter to look at two chickens he was thinking to adopt when a pooch caught his eye, a puppy with a cleft lip. He FaceTimed, he goes, I think this one has a cleft lip, and I said, get her. We need her. Bentley was born with a cleft lip. His mom said he had a tough start in life where it was a struggle to get him to eat. We had to sit him up and feed him and hold his lip together in order for him to eat, so it was a process. Since day one, he's been a happy baby. Ashley says his cleft lip doesn't make him any different. The family feels finding the puppy will show Bentley he isn't alone. To see him have something in common with the puppy means a lot because he can grow up and understand that him and his puppy have both had something that they can share in common. The animal shelter says they don't normally see puppies with cleft palates. Before her adoption, they had her for a week and don't see that she will have any problems in the future. Her disability is really not holding her back. Um, you know, and as she grows, they'll be able to see more if there's anything changing that has to do with that. But she's really doing well. She might look a little bit different than a normal dog would, but it's not slowing her down at all. At just two months and two years, the imperfect super duo find a perfect match. This is my puppy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that is the freaking cutest freaking thing. I just love this. This is my puppy. <laughs> yeah, I was sitting on break scrolling through Facebook and saw it and was like, I can totally hear this on Live Life Lore. Yeah, it, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this is the this is one of those adorable stories that was so freaking cute. And honestly, both <laughs> Bentley and whatever the puppy's name is gonna be, they're just they're <laughs> both freaking adorable. I just there's a part of me that almost hopes that the dog's name is just going to be Puppy because of Bentley just going to the background. <laughs> this is my puppy. This is my puppy. <laughs> that was the best part of the video. Yeah, yeah. It honestly was. Just talking to just the little two-year-old just going, this is my puppy. <laughs> <laughs> it's so freaking cute. I loved it. Yeah. But with that, let's go ahead and get out of here. So again, thank you so much, Sarif, for filling in for Allie. Really appreciate it. I know she appreciate it. appreciates it. And yeah, so hey, hey, Allie, we'll catch you next time or, you know, whenever you're feeling, feeling better. So talk to you then. This is my puppy. <laughs> Primus. Probably is him, isn't it? That's going to be the puppy's name, Primus. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Live, Laugh, Floor. If you have a topic or a question you'd like us to discuss, send us an email at lizlafflorecast at gmail.com. If you want to support us on Patreon, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash and you can keep the show going for as little as a dollar an episode. You can watch Ali live on Twitch Sunday nights over at twitch.tv slash And you can watch Jin Monday nights at twitch.tv slash You can also follow the show on Twitter at live underscore laugh underscore lore. You can follow Jin on Twitter at Jin's Joint and you can follow Ali at Aliander's K. Meanwhile, be kind and take care. Hey, if you're down today, you can have a little bit of my sunshine. This is my puppy.